Hey everybody and welcome back to Popcorn Prattle. I am of course one of your hosts, Mr. Marcus Sally, executive producer of Shenanigans Incorporated and one of the co-founders of Popcorn Prattle. If this is your first time listening to us, welcome to the show. Uh, we are just a very small podcast that loves to talk about movies, but not in a pretentious way, but as if you are just coming home from the movies and you want to talk about your movie with your best good buddies. And of course, I'm joined by my best good buddy. Uh, unfortunately, Lindley Key could not be here with us tonight. She was sick all week and then she had to work. She had to earn that money. Uh, so she, we gave her the night off. But don't worry, because I'm joined by Stephen Bailey, the man, the myth, the legend. Stephen, say hi to the folks at home. Hi, folks at home. <laughs> Stephen and I have had quite the week audience, and I feel like this is going to be this is gonna be a good show. I feel like oh, I feel like yes. there was so much crap that went down this week that any talk complaining about anything, no matter how frivolous, will be exciting. And by crap, ladies and gentlemen, he literally means flying bags of dog poo out of the sky. Oh, yeah. Fresh. 100%. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's going to be horrible for the people who are listening to us for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, what show am I listening to? This is weird. <laughs> this is a PG-rated show. This is a PG-rated show. Usually. Um yeah, I, I, we we keep we keep it pretty clean. We be, yeah, this we is not really. this is not a this is not Netflix Marvel. No, this is no. this is di- definitely Disney Marvel um, kind yes. of show. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Well, folks, we have a very exciting show for you tonight. Um, we're going to talk about a variety of different topics, and I know that some of these topics you guys are going to be dying to talk, to hear about, and maybe even. Join in a little uh, repartee with us as we talk about some of these things. Um, first up, we are going to discuss uh, the possibility of Ben Affleck, Batflick, finally being out as Batman. Matt Reeves might be kicking him out finally. Uh, we'll also be discussing uh, Disney potentially officially uh, acquiring Fox Studios. It is no longer just a theory, folks. This has been flying around on the interwebs for quite some time now, and it seems like early next week we could see a potential uh, buying out of Fox Studios, having it be owned by Disney, which means the MCU might get a whole lot bigger. Um, and then, of course, two trailers dropped this uh, this week, guys, um, or since we've been off the air. One, of course, is Jurassic World 2 Fallen Kingdom, which came out yesterday um, before, um, before we recorded. And last week, <sighs> Avengers Infinity War it. trailer finally dropped. And I thought we were going to have to wait till The Last Jedi to watch it. Um, but... We don't have to. We no longer have to dream or look at crappy YouTube uh, leaked trailers. We get to see <laughs> a brand new trailer that is better, is better than uh, than the leaked trailer. But the question is, what are our thoughts about the current state of the MCU with this new trailer coming out? Um, so, you know us. And we know you. Steven, are you ready? Yes. 
I went on Twitter and I put up a little poll. And if you're listening to this, hopefully you are one of the people that voted. Um, but I, I did a little poll and I asked it, I asked Twitter, uh, whether or not the new idea from DC, which is Batman Ninja, an anime version of Batman, where just to, in case you have not seen it yet, Batman is sent back in time along with the Joker, several villains, and most of the Bat family. And they are put sent back to feudal Japan, where the Joker is the Shogun. And Batman must work together with the Bat family in order to defeat all of the warlords, um, which uh, his rogues gallery has become. They become like Japanese warlords and ultimately defeat the Joker. And I ask people, and if you're new to the show, you're going to get very well acquainted with this particular episode. Um, We'll start with this particular segment. Is DC drunk or not? So in the case of Batman Ninja, Stephen, the, the, our followers voted. 50% said absolutely they are drunk. Hmm. But then 50% said no, they're not drunk. I think it's a great idea. Ooh. So I think that's a perfect way to start off the show, Stephen, because we have to break this tie. Yes. Yes, we do. So, Stephen, what – I mean, I'm a huge Batman fan, but I always feel like I always take the lead on Batman on Batman news. Yeah. Why don't you start this one off? Do you, do you think Batman Ninja, do you think it's a good idea or a bad idea? Is DC drunk or are they just only slightly tipsy? Well, you know me. I'm a huge mm-hmm. Batman fan. I'm a huge animation fan. I am mm-hmm. a huge fan of good visual aesthetics, and I'm a huge fan of anime. Put them all together under this one film for Batman Ninja, and I'm going to have mm-hmm. to say, DC, you are drunk! <laughs> okay, so at first glance, the idea sounds cool. You know, right, Batman as right. a, I guess, sort of... Whatever, not really a, not really a uh, samurai. Because I mean, mm-hmm. it, 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 was I watching it correctly? Is is the Joker supposed to be a samurai? The Joker, uh, apparently the the. From what I from what I can understand, the Joker has been there several years before Batman. Mm-hmm. So in that time, he has learned how to fight. Using the ways of the samurai. <laughs> the ways of the samurai. Okay. Yes. Well, um, so I don't know. It's one of those things that it, at first glance looks cool, but the more you think about it, the more mm-hmm. it really just starts to fall apart for me. First of all, animation wise, it starts off looking really cool. Until you realize, okay, this doesn't look like actual hand-drawn animation. This mm-hmm. looks like sort of 3D animation that got a filter put over it to make it look like it was drawn by hand. And not mm-hmm. very good mm-hmm. at that. So the animation style, I feel, 
I don't know. Like, if it was actually drawn by hand, that would be really cool. But there's a few shots, like the way the Joker kind of moves, and um, that just kind of suggests this. This this is still kind of holding on to CG, kind of a shortcut to animating it. And I feel like, you know, if anything, Batman should be animated. It should be Batman in ancient Japan. Like you could do so much mm-hmm. cool anime with that. So I just kind of feel like the it's not the look of like you know the scenery or the fighting style that disappoints me it's the actual way it's being drawn that just doesn't mm. ring true for me and i i mean it's a cartoon of course it's not real but you know it's it, it just well, doesn't really feel there's something really off about it to me that well, just kind of cheapens it can i assist you steven i and i and i think yeah. i know exactly what it is um, because I used to tell, um, I used to tell people about this all the time, you know, as far as like the differences between the art style of a lot of newer animes mm-hmm. and the animes that we used to watch, like back in the day. I mean, you're thinking, you know, you might, you well, might, you're, you're probably actual thinking actual like, hand-drawn stuff. Right. Like, like um, what was, what's, what's the, what's the really, what's the really good one? Um, it's it just Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. Um, we're thinking about like that type of art style where like clearly it's hand drawn. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's not so much, um, you know, boxy, computerized, you know, like let's, let's do everything on computers. Mm-hmm. Um, which makes which makes us just sound like a bunch of, like two old men. Anime was so much better back in my day. <laughs> but here's the thing: <laughs> it was, it was. <laughs> it, I I I do have to agree. I mean, there's there's some there's some new yeah. anime that are that are very good. They're very well done. Um, but I have to agree that this is this is a this is one of those moments where I'm like. I really wish that you would just go back to the old art style. Like I understand yeah. times have changed, but there's just something special about seeing that hand-drawn landscape and those hand-drawn characters that just it felt it felt more realistic and to yeah. be quite honest and, you know? and more organic and yeah. Um and aside from the art style, am I the Am I the only one who is kind of sick of seeing Batman square off against the Joker? I know I can't. Be. It's 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 getting it's definitely getting overplayed. It's becoming it's becoming a a, a Batman specific trope. Anytime we yeah. put Batman in a new setting, he's going to have to square off against the Joker's equivalent of some sort. And mm-hmm. it's just like enough already. Enough. Right. There are other Batman villains out there. There really are. Well, especially when you have so many Batman characters that are just as interesting as the Joker. And, um, and not only that, so much better ones suited for running ancient Japan, you know? Yeah. I mean... Yeah. And, and, and from what it seems like, it seems like they are putting some of those villains in there, but not as, like, the main one. Like, I felt mm. like was, like the trailer felt very Joker-centric. And Oh, yeah. From there, I just kind of felt like, you know, if that's really the whole gimmick, just putting Batman in ancient Japan, yeah, we might mm-hmm. get some nice imagery, but if it's the same old gotta stop the Joker, I mean, mm-hmm. then that's it. The story idea just starts to fall apart for me. It's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's, 
it's like that idea, right? It's like that idea that DC feels that the own like the strongest person they have in their roster is Batman. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's like Batman's cool. Batman's interesting. People love Batman. But you did you but you do realize if you gave enough time and resources into other characters, we will find them interesting. Um like I was very intrigued by Jason Momoa's performance of Aquaman in Justice League. And I'm like, give me some more time with this character. Put more resources in it. Tell tell me a good story using Aquaman, and guess what? I will watch an Aquaman movie and sing its praises. You mm-hmm. did that with Wonder Woman, you know, and now she's the most popular DC character within the DCEU. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and you're right, you have, you have like other, Mar- other DC villains um, or Batman villains that are, that could be better suited to run feudal Japan. Here's, here's an idea. And I'm only bringing this up because I literally just finished reading Superman Red Sun where mm-hmm. they basically, for those of you who aren't familiar with the story, they basically have um, uh, Clark Kent basically uh, crash land in Soviet Russia and basically be raised as a uh, as a as a socialist uh, from Stalin's mm-hmm. era. And with that, you get a socialist version of Batman as well. And he's kind of portrayed as more of an anarchist, really, uh, out to stop Batman or out to stop Superman, rather, why not do that instead? Make Superman kind of become sort of like the... uh, Like, you could do something so much more interesting. What if Superman and Batman were both placed in that time period, and Superman Mm. is sort of like the watchful protector, and Batman kind of sees, has a different philosophy about how to run things or something, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Because, I mean... Sure, the samurai imagery is really striking, but I think people tend to forget that, you know, the samurai, they held on to a lot of values that, you know, we in the modern times would absolutely find incredibly offensive. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, if Superman can kind of be the, uh, you know, the good hearted, I care about everyone, but I'm also kind of, you know, a a good boy for the state. You know, mm-hmm, he could be mm-hmm. trying to uphold all these outdated traditions and Batman can be the one trying to bring about like true freedom or something like mm. something like that would be really interesting to me. But mm-hmm, no, mm-hmm. we're getting the Joker who I swear his his laugh in this annoyed me every time he started laughing. It was like it was like they were trying to make his laugh the big punctuated moments of the trailer. But it was just mm-hmm. like, oh, this is stupid. This is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't want to hear this laugh anymore. I mean, look, if it ain't if it ain't Mark Hamill's laugh. Um, yeah. I'm I'm sorry. I I don't really care about the Joker's laugh. Even I mean, sorry. I mean, no offense to anybody who thought that Heath Ledger's performance was like the greatest thing since sliced bread. Um, I mean, I thought it was strong. I didn't think it was better than anything Mark Hamill has ever done. Um, but I, I I don't know. I I just that's that's my Joker. You know. Yeah. And unless you're gonna give me something that is better than that. You know, I'm sorry, but that's the gold standard, and and you're bringing in too many people that can't meet that that level. You know, the the closest you ever got was Heath Ledger, and after that, you just 
which worked for that Batman story. You know? Yeah. But as far as telling, like, these more traditional Batman stories, which is what they want, people like Jared Leto just isn't going to cut it. People like uh, Shogun Joker is not going to cut it. Um, But, Stephen, 50% of our audience thinks that we're wrong. Well, we wish them a happy holiday anyways. That is very that is very true. That is very yeah. true. Now, if you if you do disagree with us, again, that that is fine. Um, but please, like, tell us why. Like, I like I would be very interested to know why you are why you want to watch Batman Ninja. Um, and it might even be Stephen. I just thought about this. It might even just be like it's just a different take. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's just a different. It's a different story. puts them in a it, like it puts a fresh spin on it. And who knows? I might watch Batman Ninja and be like, "Oh no, we were absolutely wrong." Like I love, I love this new setting for Batman and the Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, I haven't read it yet, but I've heard good things mm-hmm. about uh, Batman White Knight. Ooh. Um, have you heard of Have you heard of that new comic that's coming out? Because it seems like it's right up your alley. I have not. What's it going to be about? Well, it's it's currently it's currently running right now. Um, but it is about an alternate universe where Batman is the villain, and the Joker is actually the hero. Hmm. Yeah. And like I said, I haven't I haven't read anything from it, so I can't. I'm not going to go into details or or pretend like. You know, like, oh, it's so amazing. Um, but I have heard very good things about it. So I, I think once the run is done, I think I just want to get, like, the whole volume and then read it all at once. Um, be because, like I said, it just sound, sounds like it. Yeah, it sounds like an interesting concept. Um, <clears throat> now, what is also very, very interesting and a very interesting concept is the idea that Ben Affleck might be out as Batman. And, and I, you know, okay, Stephen, can I, can I, can I be honest about yes, something with, with Ben Affleck? Do not lie I, to me. I'm just I, you want me to lie to you? No, don't. <laughs> I hated, I hated Ben Affleck as Batman. Uh, no, no, I, I actually liked him. I, I liked what he did with the character. I thought that Ben Affleck was able to embody the three Batman, hmm. Bruce Wayne, the wounded child, Bruce Wayne, the playboy billionaire, Bruce Wayne, the psychotic man who thinks he's a bat, you know, <laughs> the, like the Batman, um, the Batman. I thought that he, I thought that he was able to encompass all three. Now people will disagree with me. Most likely that is fine, Dave. It's fine. If you disagree with me, Hi, um, uh, but I just feel like I don't I feel like he is a victim to poor lazy writing that did not understand who Batman was. I mm. think he understands who Batman is. I think he gets it. I don't th- cuz I don't think it's like a a hard I hard concept even though so many actors I feel fail at playing Batman a lot of times. Um, they get close. It's like the Joker. They get close, but they don't exactly get it. Um, and I just feel like, you know, had he been given better writing, Ben Affleck would be a, would be a great Batman. Mm-hmm. 
But after watching Batman in Batman v Superman, after watching Batman in Justice League, I do have to admit that they've pretty much they've kind of neutered my favorite character. Mm. And I'll and I'll exp- and I'll explain. When I watched Justice League, I number one, I I mean you guys heard me in the last review. Like I, I enjoy justice league. Don't get me wrong. I th- I think it's a good movie. I think it puts DC in the right direction. I think that it is getting a lot of hate that is unjustified to be, to be quite honest. Um, I did not think it was that bad. There were definitely moments that were bad, but it was definitely not as bad as people are saying it is. But what is as bad as people are saying is Batman's portrayal. Batman as he's the old man who can't keep up. And I'm sorry, but you're telling me that the world's greatest detective, the only person on the in the Justice League team that is a regular guy that stands amongst gods and holds his own. It's not a matter of it's and that's and again, that's what makes Batman so special is that he is just a regular guy standing amongst gods. And yet in Justice League, you can't show me that. You can show me a an honest depiction of what Superman of who Superman is, but you can't show me like an honest depiction of who Batman is. Batman who's like I'm getting too old to be to be here and Batman who is you know wanting actually wanting to put together a team. Like, I'm sorry, but Batman, there's a reason why people compare Batman to Tony Stark. Batman's going to try to do it on his own. Batman don't want no team. Batman says he don't need no team. Okay. That's why he's, that's why he's gone through so many Robins. (laughs) Like, like, because he trains them up and he's like, "Mm, I think I'll just handle this on my own. Really? Really? You sure you want to do that? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I, I'm, I'll do this. You're getting really old, Bruce. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, but I'll, I'll, I'll find a way. I'll figure it out. I'll make a suit of iron. A super suit. A super suit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's like that. That's Batman. That's who he is. So I can't. So there are there are several moments in Just Sleep that I. I I can't get behind when it comes to Batman's character. So if Matt Reeves is pushing, is pushing for Ben Affleck to leave, I think it's the right move. I think it's the right move. Let's get fresh blood in there. Let's create a new Batman and let's, let's tell his story the right way. Much like we are now right on track for Superman. Yes. Um, see what what are your thoughts on on the Batman's and Batflick possibly being out? Well, truth be told, I have not seen um, uh, Batman v Superman. I've seen reviews, and I haven't seen Justice League, but I do have opinions on them. Um, mm. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I mean, the clips I've seen with Ben Affleck as Batman. I've never really understood why he has a robot voice when there's like nothing covering his mouth. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so I don't know if the movies explain that. Um, I I mean, from what I've seen, I mean, 
I'm not really knocking Ben Affleck as an actor, but I think an actor can only really be as good as the writing and the directing allow them to be. Cause I mean, mm. or the editing really. Cause I mean, you're really, no matter how good of a performance you give, you're really at the mercy of all three of those things. Now, good mm. actors can overcome bad writing. Just look at you and McGregor in the star Wars prequels, um, or, or heck the original trilogy actors, um, if you really study the dialogue, it's not, it's not gold. I promise. Um, oh, no. <laughs> but, uh, then it comes down to the directing and when your director wants to make this story that should be exciting, uh, and turns it into something that's just nonstop brooding and just not fun, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that can, I mean, that, that really can make your character kind of boring if all they do is brood and there's nothing you know, to kind of juxtapose that with. Because if everyone is brooding, you won't stand out as much. Um, mm-hmm. And so Everyone's I, Batman. <laughs> no one's Batman. Yeah, it's like, you know, you, you they really, no matter who they cast, they really need to get their directing and their writing uh, together first. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. trust the actor that they get. Don't hold them, you know, to this, you know, bigger picture of, Oh, we got a universe built, so you have to say this one line exactly like this, you know. Let the right, character right. grow organically. Don't don't hold them to, you know, ridiculous standards that shouldn't be there for a character in a mm-hmm. moment, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Because then it then it just kind of feels like they're playing to a commercial for another movie rather than actually being present in a story. Having said that, I mean, I like I said, I haven't seen these movies, so my mm. thoughts really don't matter on it. I think, but you know, yeah, no, I, but I, but I, I wouldn't think mind as an, seeing. It I mean, I think though, Batman. as I think as an outside observer, though, I mean, I feel like your your opinion is valid. You know, you might not you might not be watching the movies, you know, like I am, and as intently. But just from an outside perspective, I mean, if that's what you're getting from the movie, and then I'm telling, and then I'm confirming, like, no, no, you're you're absolutely right. Then I feel like there there really is a disconnect as far as like what how they want to portray characters, and then how that's coming across to like the casual viewer. What is going to get people into the theater? Because I feel like if they showed a more accurate depiction of these characters, I feel like you would be more apt to go. But if they're yeah. showing you something that's not enticing. Why would you, why are you going to spend the time to coordinate to try and get to the theater in order to see a movie that you, you know, you're like, "Mm, I'm pretty sure I'm just going to be disappointed by this, you know? Marcus, you just described how I feel every time I watch one of the movie trailers that plays nowadays. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's honestly why I don't see a lot of movies for one reason or another. I just, they, all of them don't, most of them. I don't want to say all of them. There are a few good mm-hmm. ones I'm expecting, but a lot of them just don't grab me anymore. It's like, ooh, look, CGI explosions and uh, ridiculous colors that don't exist in real life. Never seen that mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. Ooh, <laughs> you know that's. I mean, that's just how I feel every, t- especially with DC. The DC movies yeah. all had that problem. Um, right, right, and uh, you know. Wonder Woman, thankfully, I mean, the trailers looked, it didn't look any different than the other ones, but thankfully word of mouth kind of 
convinced me to go see that one. So, and I'm glad I did. It was yeah. a very good one. So yeah, yeah, yep. Now I will say, you know, speaking of trailers getting you into into the theater, um, we do have two trailers tonight that we are talking about. Um, we're gonna save Infinity Wars, obviously, for the end, but let's let's just take a moment and let's talk about this newest trailer of Jurassic World Two: Fallen Kingdom. Um, I was really excited about this this trailer, this movie. Mm-hmm. I wanted, I really, I was, I really wanted to see it. I wanted to make like I think I saw it like an hour later, um, because I I kind of forgot about it because they waited so late to put it out. They did. They kept um, saying it was going to come out Thursday, and then on Thursday said, "Oh, it'll premiere tonight." And it's like, uh, okay. yeah, they were yeah they were <laughs> saving it for like Thursday night football, and I was like, "All right, well, it, you know what? That was the first sign to me. I'm like." Mm, I don't know if this bodes well for this movie because if you recall, Avengers Infinity War did not wait like till the, didn't wait for the evening. Like it was like that morning I was at school and then I was like, Oh crap. They put out the trailer. Like it was early in the morning when they put that out. So when I saw that they were waiting for the um, Jurassic world part two trailer, I was kind of like, all right, well, that's a choice. Yeah. <laughs> choice. <laughs> you know, so, like, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. And I waited, I saw, and Stephen, I was disappointed. Hmm. I, I did not get that same rush of, yeah, we're going back to Jurassic Park. Like, I did not get that Mm -hmm. i felt bored by the trailer like i felt like i i didn't like that um chris pratt's character owen was um no longer dating claire yeah um like that was jarring i was like wait so we're we're back to square one with these two oh god um like i hated that i i you know what i felt you know what i felt like what and I'll be honest with you, I felt like I was watching the Lost World trailer. <laughs> That's, That's what I felt like. I felt like I was too, actually. <laughs> I'm glad like you said down, it. down to like the down to like the the uh, person of color who is like the child that they're that's that they're taking under their wing. Um, the two lovers that hate each other now and like they're fighting and they're bickering and like the one like the female character like wants the guy to go back to the park but the guy in the but the guy doesn't want to go back and you know and and what what really kind of drives it home is that i feel like they wasted jeff goldblum Mm -hmm. i was like wait a minute so you mean to tell me after everything that they've done after everything you finally bring back Dr. Ian Malcolm and he's he's just talking about dinosaur rights. Like that's it. Like that's it. like it would have been like it would have been nice if he's going to do that like it would have been nice for him to like be in some sort of easter egg like some sort of like yeah some sort of easter egg in Jurassic World where it's like Dr. Ian Malcolm leads protest against Jurassic World and the yeah. you know the exploitation of the dinosaurs like set me up for that in jurassic world 2 now maybe they didn't know that they were going to do jurassic world 2 but let's be honest they wanted money 
So they they had it. I'm sure they had it in their back pocket or in their mind that that's what they wanted to do. But even even if it even if Jurassic World was only one movie, that would have been enough. It would have been it would have been enough just to have that one Dr. Ian Malcolm moment in Jurassic World to say like, look, we are acknowledging the previous films. This is kind of branching off. It's not going to acknowledge Jurassic World three, but we'll still acknowledge Jurassic World two because, well, in my opinion, Jurassic Jurassic uh, sorry Jurassic uh, Part two, The Lost World. I, I really like that movie. I thought it was good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's on. It's it's one of the great underrated sequels of all time. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I mean, I have more. I have more to talk about. But Stephen, what did you? Uh, how did you feel on like the initial viewing of the trailer? Uh, about the same. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I hesitate to say like I'm disappointed because it is just a teaser, right? Um, and honestly, truth be told, I didn't ever think any of like the Jurassic World trailers for the first one were that mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I mean, you know, I thought I liked Jurassic World. Okay, I thought it was a pretty good movie. Um, mm-hmm, for taking mm-hmm. a 22 year hiatus or whatever, uh, from the first <laughs> one. And, you know, it's, it's not a perfect movie by any means, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I felt like I had a lot of gripes too. I don't like that there we're back to square one with these two characters relationship, especially since the last thing we saw of them was them saying, let's stick together for survival. Like, mm-hmm, and that's how mm-hmm. the movie ended. And it's like, well, you think they're going to be together, but they're not now so it's like do we really have to sit back and watch more you know lovers quarrel stuff nobody cares right. about that we want to see dinosaurs doing cool stuff <laughs> and, right and and there is dinosaurs doing cool stuff in this um i you know in the uh in the video game there was a volcano explosion uh for the Sega Genesis back in the day, there's a level where you have to actually go through the volcano. And, uh, mm-hmm, even in the mm-hmm. book, they talk about, you know, having to blow up the Island basically. So mm-hmm. I have always wanted to see the volcano explode in this movie in in these mm-hmm. movies and destroy the Island. And I think that's a really clever idea to try and force them to get the dinosaurs off the Island. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. my problem is, if that is all this movie is, which is what the trailer made it look like, I'm going to be disappointed. I feel like yeah. that is enough to cover maybe one act of a good story. But if mm-hmm. it's literally mm-hmm. another movie where a volcano erupting, that's the whole movie. I just yeah. I feel like, you know, we're five movies in. We got to get off the island and you have a mm-hmm. golden opportunity here. Um you have a really good idea for getting them off the island in a reasonable way. And they, mm-hmm. you know, they've said, you know, that this movie's going to explore dinosaur rights. They're going to explore um, other companies kind of uh, figuring out how to make dinosaurs. And it's, and the main idea is the proliferation of dinosaurs, which is, um, you know, that's a great idea. And I'm, and I, and I hope they still do it organically. Like, um, you know, Jurassic World, the original concept was, you know, to make it about making dinosaurs fight in combat battle um, and mm-hmm. having velociraptors, like, be trained as soldiers. But that was, like, such a ridiculous idea. They had to scale it back 
Um, and that's where we got Jurassic World. And I thought they did such a good job scaling those ideas back to just yeah, introducing yeah. them so that we can believe those big ideas can take place in these in this world. Mm-hmm. And so while I'm all in favor of them still keeping things scaled back, um, you know, I, I would hope that this movie doesn't spend its entire runtime on the island again. I hope they do more than just that, you know? Right. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I agree. I did feel like I was watching the Jurassic World trailer uh, or sorry, the Jurassic, Lost World Jurassic Park trailer again because everything they were saying were clearly lines shot for the trailer. You know? Yeah. So some of those scenes probably won't even make it into the final cut. <laughs> it's like we only set it mm-hmm. for the trailer or something. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am really excited about seeing practical dinosaur effects again because Jurassic World was sorely missing that. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. And the the practical effects they were they they have look amazing. Like uh, there's a shot where um, uh, Owen is like you know he's playing with this little tiny baby version of Blue, and I and mm-hmm. I can't tell if it's CGI or if it's a, uh, a a small mini a small practical puppet, a remote controlled puppet because yeah, yeah. it looks so real. And it's like that's what I'm talking about. That's what we need. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's such, it's such a nice shot. The fact that they're like in a, a melting um, visitor center being chased by what looks like a baryonyx, that mm. is really cool. Um, so there's like a lot of really good things in this trailer. I'm just, I'm hoping that this is just, you know, teaser-itis and not necessarily mm-hmm. we just decide to spoil the whole movie for you. And, you know, the movie is did- less than exciting than you thought. We're gonna end the movie yeah. right before Helm's Deep, you know? <laughs> like, right, right. Like, like, no, we're five movies in. We deserve something truly epic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's my thoughts. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, like you, like you kind of stated earlier. Um, I, I was really, I was really interested to see like them exploring the idea that now the dinosaurs are gonna be used for war. Um. And what engine was going to was going to use dinosaur for next? And I'm sure they're in there. I'm sure that that is a small part of the uh, of the movie. Oh, sorry. I'm sure that's a part of the movie. My fear is that it is a small part. Which part? The the fact that the that engine is taking the dinosaurs and it's gonna it's planning on using them for military purposes. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like it, it's not even InGen anymore that wants to do that. It sounds like other groups are going to figure out how to do that. Um, mm-hmm. I think the point of Jurassic World was just to introduce the idea as a possibility. That way, when right. we inevitably get to it, it won't feel so ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. Because, I mean, let's face it, it is a ridiculous idea. It's like you think four movies in, they'd have learned their lesson about mixing men with dinosaurs, but no. Right, right. So, so, so I mean, from a storytelling standpoint, they have to get the dinosaurs off the island and out of control. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, you can't really but, continue. You can't really do anything with it other than just but have the, thing the is, same though, stupid is that... characters making the same stupid mistakes. Right. But the thing is, though, is that The Lost World did that. Like, they got the dinosaurs off the island. Mm-hmm. Like, easily. 
Yeah. I mean, I mean, they told. I mean, they were able to tell a story. They were able to keep them on the island. But I, when I was watching The Lost World, like um, a couple of months back, I didn't realize just like how like it feels so quick when they get off the island. Oh yeah. When they're in San Diego, I was like, "Whoa, wait, what?" Like, when, it when was this, almost when like it this... was filmed in the last three months of post-production, doesn't it? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so it was like, so it was, so it was, it was strange. It was, it was definitely, it's a, so it's. But it was surprising uh, as a kid when we saw it for the first time. Right. Because mm-hmm. it was like, holy crap. And I feel like, and I feel like they can do that again, mm-hmm. but they just. My my fear is that they're just going to stay on the island. It's just going to be about them, you know, trying to wrangle up the dinosaurs, trying to figure out how do we get them off the island, it's how do gonna we store be... them. It's going to be boring. <laughs> like I don't want a boring. I don't want a boring Jurassic Park movie. I don't about either. how do we get them off the island. Like You've I don't got to catch them all. <laughs> right. We're going to get Jurassic World hearts uh, heart gold version and then people over in Asia of course they're going to have cuz you know they're going to they're going to film scenes just for the Chinese market so they'll get the soul silver version and then Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu Saurus Rex. Lord Jesus, don't even get me started on that. That's the dumb. That's the dumbest thing ever. I wasn't even gonna mention it. I I think that's so dumb. Yeah, that is really dumb. Sorry if you don't if you if you all don't know what we're talking about. We're talking about uh, Ryan Reynolds is Detective Pikachu. Which why why is that a thing? I don't understand. Like you know what it is? It's some dumb kid said like when they were like a toddler. They were like, "This is the coolest thing ever," and then uh. Whoever owns Pokemon was like, mm, we should do that. Let's find an act. Let's is, find a popular actor that we can that we can use to help do that. Well, the funny thing is, Pokemon's owned by Nintendo, uh, and all of it's handled through, I think, the Pokemon Company. Uh, but you would think that Nintendo, you know, who have been extremely cautious about venturing into uh, the motion picture business again. Because their last movie to actually do that was Super Mario Brothers with Bob Hoskins, and it right. was a disaster. <laughs> so I mean, I guess they figured their their the cartoon versions of of it work well. So yeah. why not? Why not? Mm-hmm. Well, you know what should be working well. What should work well is when and if Fox decides to sell their a lot of their franchises to Disney for reportedly a record-breaking $68 billion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Selling it all to Disney, including X-Men and the Fantastic Four. <sighs> Marcus has thoughts, ladies and gentlemen. Marcus has thoughts. Listen, listen. I mean, Stephen. Let's 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 stop for a moment. Let's think about the ramifications of this acquisition. <laughs> ramifications, right? It's not funny. <laughs> it's not even funny to say that. What the devil? Um, <laughs> let, let's let's think about this for a second. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've talked about this before. Yes. 
We've talked we've talked about, you know, what would happen if the X-Men and Fantastic Four joined the MCU. Mm-hmm. This is still one of the biggest game changers, especially, especially since we are getting close to quote unquote the end of, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which we'll talk about that too later because That is that guys, is let, such a let, huge topic. Yeah, we. I mean, I mean, I'll just say this. I'll just say this. If you think that Marvel is going to throw away their cash cow, you're out of your mind. (laughs) Like (laughs) that. That's not going to happen. Like this is not the quote unquote end of the MCU. Sorry, Screen Rant. Put your clickbait out uh, articles somewhere else because guess what? It's not the end. It's just the end of this phase. That's and that's what they're that's how they're gonna end up spinning it. Like, no, 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 it wasn't the end of the MCU, it was just the end of phase three. Um, that's what they're gonna say. Um, but regardless, X-Men, Fantastic Four, potentially joining the MCU. Um, you have the potential to try and actually extend some of these contracts. Hmm. I mean, think about it. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. I think they could get him to stay. Yeah. For like at least another movie or at least another Avengers movie for the idea that finally you would get to see Tony Stark and Wolverine on screen together. And if you could get Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Guess what? You have box office smash written all over that movie everybody will go to see that and you mean to tell me that they're not thinking that way are you kidding me that is money in the bank fantastic four there's so many things there's so many things you can do now with the fan if you get the fantastic four because you got to remember a lot of the extraterrestrial um, the more cosmic storylines that they can do that they're introducing in Guardians of the Galaxy, guess who owns them? Fantastic Four. Huh? So if you have Fantastic Four, guess what? Now you have the Guardians of the Galaxy and the Fantastic Four taking on Galactus. Hmm. With the Silver Surfer. Hopefully a good Galactus. Yes. Big cloud yeah, that not a big cloud. CGI. <laughs> In the shape. <laughs> that doesn't even look Wild remotely Mr. like Fantastic Galactus. Does you a know? weird dance where he, he CGI stretches and it looks weird. God, God I couldn't even sit through those Don't remind me. I so turned, boring. <laughs> I turned on the TV and that came on and I was like, nope. <laughs> Clicked it off. Yeah. They're really unwatchable. Like people, oh, they're horrible. I think people, and I haven't even the seen them. Run, people are going to remember Fant Forstick as being the awful one, but you know, <laughs> the old ones no were mistake, just as the bad. The originals were not good either. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> they were um, awful. I um, yeah, a- absolutely, Stephen. I um, I feel like having the Fantastic Four be in the MCU again. You open up even more doors you can now have an official illuminati within the mcu 
You know what I mean? Um, because you have, because now you have Namor, you have Professor X, you have Reed Richards, you have T'Challa, you have Doctor Strange, you have Iron Man, you can make the Illuminati, and you can do a proper World War Hulk uh, storyline if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to, um, I still, I still feel like it would be very easy to integrate the X-Men, the current X-Men universe in with the Avengers. Um, I've always said, I've, I always tell Dave, I'm like, look, do like a modified house of M storyline where, uh, Scarlet witch is in the MCU. She gets so upset because everyone sees her as a freak. And she's like, I want more people like me. Her power explodes. And she takes all the she takes all the X Men and all the mutants from that universe, puts them into the MCU, and then you have a proper X Men versus Avengers movie. You could even call it House of M X Men versus you could call it uh, X Men versus Avengers or Avengers versus X Men House of M or Dawn of the House of M. That actually sounds badass, better than Dawn of Justice. <laughs> <laughs> see dc that's how it's done okay dawn <laughs> that's when you use dawn you have to make it you have to make it badass you can't just make it bleh. it's mm-hmm. dawn of justice because you're making justice league is that why you called it dawn of justice no yes wonder, shut up you're stupid wonder woman 2 is going to be called woman age of wonders <laughs> I mean, it just, I mean, it just kind of starts to sound like one of those asylum knockoffs that, uh, they make, uh, whenever a famous movie comes out in the hopes that, mm-hmm. you know, some kid's grandma will buy that version instead of the actual mm-hmm. version because she doesn't know any better. It's like, yeah. oh, oh, uh, I heard you were really interested in Mulan. So I picked it up for you. You open it up and it's like, oh, this is the good times knockoff called the secret of Mulan where the animation's terrible and Mulan is apparently a cockroach or something. I don't know. It was dumb. True story. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I mean, Steve, I, again, and we've already established this. We established this every show. I know you don't always go to the movies to go see these, but I mean, what are, what are your thoughts? Cause this does, this does build the universe a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Is this a good route to go into or is this a bad one? Does this make you a little bit hope, a little bit more hopeful about cinematic universes? But sorry, I mean, at the same time, I mean, let's be clear. I feel like Marvel is a freak of nature. Anybody else that tries to do cinematic universes, they fail. Yeah. Marvel is like a freak of nature where literally everything they do turns to gold. Most everything, most everything. Some Mo- things b- got canceled mm. after one season. <laughs> <laughs> look, we don't look. Look, we're getting, we're getting, we're getting the, we're getting grade A mutants now. Okay, we don't have to yes. rely on the Inhumans anymore. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably, you know what, and that's probably why they were like, mm, you know what, it's okay. We can take a loss on Inhumans. We're getting the X Men. We're fine. It's like, <laughs> hey, Fox, 
we got buku billions of dollars over here. We want the X-Men. Give them to <laughs> us. We can write all kinds of zeros on this check. <laughs> With our Avengers money. Yeah. <laughs> we're still we're still living off the first Avengers movie. Yeah. We haven't even gotten to Age of Ultron yet. <laughs> Avengers 1 has paid for all of these movies. <laughs> right. <laughs> and 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 Avengers 2 has paid for all the ones we haven't made yet. <laughs> <laughs> well no 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 first first you go from avengers avengers money to guardians of the galaxy volume one money yes. and then you go to age of ultron money yes but yes. sorry sorry go ahead go ahead no i i would just say you know for me you've got the big three spider-man x-men and the fantastic four those were the most recognizable marvel brands to uh, everyone who wasn't really into the comic books. And so, you know, that's Spider-Man, um, <clears throat> you know, at least licensed from Sony. Um, and getting the X-Men and the Fantastic Four, I think, would be... Uh, I mean, you know, I, I've recorded my problems with the whole MCU in the past, but I think um, getting these the big three Titans back on board with them, I think can really start to explode the possibilities, honestly. So, mm, and I mm. personally <clears throat> would want them to start completely over with the X-Men. Um, mm. Because Fox, as I've said many times, Fox's X-Men movies are like a Frankenstein franchise, you know, mm -hmm, that comes mm -hmm. in different phases. You had the phase where they were just trying to reinvent the comic book movie, because Batman and Robin left a sour taste in everyone's mouth. Um, right, right. And then it was followed by the, um, oh gosh, the spinoff Origins um, series like X-Men Wolverine. And then the mm -hmm. Wolverine, you had that weird era. Then you had the prequels. Let's go back and tell the story from the very beginning. Where they still, true, they did find a lot of good footing. But now it's kind of started falling into this weird like X-Men Apocalypse, it's starting to get stale again. And they, I mean, Logan was a very good movie, but it was a one-off. It wasn't, it, I mean, right. you could easily it, say it, it, it's was not a, canon. Um, yeah. I mean, you could it, easily it say all of them are not building. canon because they don't follow their own continuity um, right. in the long run. And the tones are just so different. They evolve with the times. And... Mm, mm. I just, I, I would really hope that, you know, Marvel, if they got a hold of these characters, um, carved their own way with them, you know, make them the X-Men that I remember from that cartoon show as a kid um, that was mm. so awesome. You know, don't be afraid to send them into space, which, I mean, mm -hmm. Marvel's already gone to space many times, so it wouldn't seem out of place anymore. Make them different mm. from the brooding uh fox version i guess change all the yeah. change all the actors i'm not knocking the actors they're great actors but just do something different that mm -hmm. that would be what mm -hmm. i'd want to see so you so i mean so just to clarify steven so you wouldn't even want them to bring in any like don't bring in mcavoy don't bring in fast and bender uh don't bring in like these new kids just Start from scratch. You know, I'll tell you the truth, I wouldn't really be too upset if they did bring in uh, Fassbender and James McAvoy, but yeah, all the other ones, get rid of them. 
because I here's, mean, I'm, I'm getting here's really kind of tired of Cat Mystique and mm-hmm. uh, Will She Won't She with Hank McCoy guy I forget his name. Um, I just I I'm just kind of okay. like yeah. Well, let me. I mean, you do run into the problem here, and and this is something that I'm sure the Marvel I'm sure Marvel Studios can figure out, but you do run into the problem of uh, what do you do? Um, what do you do as far as how do you introduce the mutants into the MCU? Um, do you start? Do you make? Because it, I mean, remember the mutants have been around for years. Well, like in in the comics, mm-hmm. like mutants didn't just start showing up. Like there's definitely an explosion of mutants by the time the comic books start, but there is, but they've always been around. Um, so how do you kind of explain that when, you know, you've been pushing the Inhumans down our throats? You've been like, Inhumans, 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 and the Kree, and they did experiments, and how do you, to the casual fan, how do you now explain, like, these are not Inhumans, these are mutants, well, and how do you explain what a mutant is when you've been when they're still fuzzy on what is an inhuman? And that goes back to why I said you should never have introduced dollar store knockoff brands of the X Men in the first place. <laughs> should have just stuck to the good stuff, I guess. I mean that is that is very true. That is very true. Because when they have good stuff, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. What I've seen, pretty good. I, I don't know. I feel like, okay, you know how you do it. How? And and this would solve a lot of issues. Use your other freaking properties. Use your TV shows, like to help introduce some of these ideas and these concepts but actually connect them to the movies. Well, wait a minute. Like you... Agents of like like Agents of Shield already does it to a degree. Like they're more reactionary than like we're going to set up something and then you're going to see it in the movie. It would be better if the if the TV shows you know, if like you introduce the concept in the movies, right? The TV shows explain it. They establish it. Then you send it right back to an X-Men MCU movie. Yeah, you require people to watch the TV shows. But if you do it like this, right, where you put some information in Daredevil, some information in Jessica Jones, some information in Luke Cage, Mm -hmm. if you must put some information in Iron Fist, use Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., use The Runaways, use Cloak and Dagger, use these different properties that you have already that you know people watch, different people watch. So you put like little information there about here's the mutants, here's the mutants, the mutants are coming, what are the mutants, explain what the mutants are. So that way when you get to the X-Men movie, Anybody who watches any of those shows is going to go into it feeling like they know a a different part of the story. And they're coming to the movie, they're coming to this new X-Men movie to be like, okay, now, how does this all fit together? 
like I feel like I feel like that can be I feel like that can be a very cool idea and you build on your you build on your uh your TV show properties well, which are sorely lacking in in connective tissue to the larger MCU. That's true. Weren't they I weren't they making an X-Men TV show on Fox that like has cast they, and has already started filming or something? No, no, it's already it's already out. Like uh The Gifted. The Gift yeah. Yeah, I haven't I haven't watched given the up Gifted on that already. Yet. What's that? Are they giving up on that already? No, The Gifted is doing well. Like, huh. people like it. Yeah, well. like, The Gifted is doing well. But The Gifted but the gifted is not connected, really, to any of, like, the rest of the X-Men universe. It's kind of its own entity. It's like okay. Legion. People like Legion, but Legion isn't necessarily connected to the larger... X-Men cinematic universe. Gotcha. It's almost like they're telling these one-off stories maybe in hopes of connecting them to the MCU one day. Mhm. You know, I mean that I mean that kind of to me that that kind of makes me think that perhaps they knew that this deal was somewhere was coming down the line. And maybe they're setting up a lot of things to be like, okay, we got it. We got to set up our storyline so that when these worlds cross over, they make sense. Because think about this, right? Think about this. You have Scarlet Witch, who is technically probably the strongest reality bending being in the MCU, mm-hmm. and now you're going to introduce the Dark Phoenix. In the X Men Cinematic Universe, hmm. what if they're the reasons why those two worlds collide? Do you really expect Fox to be that creative? Not Fox, Marvel. Hmm. You raise an interesting. Point. Marvel's that. Marvel's that creative. Yes. I will concede that, yeah. But I mean, we'll have to see. I feel like I feel like whatever they have planned in order to connect the two, I yeah. feel like they're gonna do a good job. I mean, I feel like they did that with Spider Man. They, they did that with Spider Man very well. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just a matter of waiting and seeing what they do with the X Men. And the Fantastic Four and how they introduced them. Fantastic Four obviously is going to be easier than the X-Men. Because Fantastic Four isn't off the ground yet. Yeah. <laughs> but it will be it will be very cool to see, like, how do you get to that point? Yeah. You know? Um, and audience, please let us know what you guys think. Um, I know a lot of people, when I looked online, a lot of people were very excited about the about the possible acquisition by um by Marvel. But who knows? Maybe someone is like, no, they should keep them separate because I hate fun. <laughs> I I hate fun. It's so horrible. Uh more characters. Lots of characters. <laughs> Lots of, lots of, lots of, lots of characters. Lots of, lots um, of characters. 
speaking of lots and lots of characters, Steven. Oh, boy. It's time for its main event time. Hold on. Hold on. Just uh, for any new listeners out there, just know that this is the topic that this podcast has been building up since before even I joined this discussion. This is true. This is one of several discussions that have been (laughs) on the dockets and postponed only because we needed a trailer to actually talk about it. It has been. Yes. It's finally here. And we're probably going to talk about it again because I'm sure Lindley has words. Yes. As well. Um, But Steven, is it weird that I thought about you as I watched the trailer? Aw, thanks, man. Well, no, well, no, 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 no. It's not. It's not to be. No, thank me. <laughs> what I thought about. What I thought about was, you know, not that I know you don't hate. I know you don't hate cinematic universes. Mm-hmm. I know you don't. But I know that you hate poorly done cinematic universes. Yeah. And the only thing I kept thinking of was this is the type of thing that Steven is talking about. When a cinematic universe is built correctly and you get that big payoff. Yes. And let me tell you something, guys. We are in for a huge payoff with Infinity War. I I mean, just, I cried. I I legit cried, like, listening to, like, the first, like, uh, uh, Nick Fury's opening speech about the Avengers. Mm Mm-hmm. I was bawling because I was because all those memories of like being at the very first Avengers movie and thinking to myself like this is the coolest thing ever. This is the best comic book experience I've ever had, you know. Mm-hmm. Thinking about the first time I watched Guardians of the Galaxy, thinking about what the MCU has done for me as a comic book fan. It like it made me read comic books. It did because it was so cool. And and I wanted to know more. I wanted to keep up with the current storylines. Um, so the MCU has done a lot. And to watch all those characters interacting with each other, to see Doctor Strange and Tony Stark standing next to each other, right? To see the Spidey sense tingling on Peter's arms, right? Mm-hmm. To see black excellence of Wakanda! Ugh! To see Captain America running with all the Wakandans? Oh, I was so excited. To I'm see, so excited now. Get this man a shield. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. As, oh as, my as, gosh. as someone who's just kind of a casual, has a, ca- a passing casual interest in the MCU, I will say that was a pretty cool line. Get this man a shield. And then Captain oh, America. Have you seen the in. memes for that, by the way? No, I haven't. What's what's on? Have, have you seen the memes? Oh, what happens? For like of Black Panther and him saying, like, get this mana, insert something here. <laughs> I have not. I'm looking there, that up now. There are so many memes. Look, there are so many memes for Infinity War that are hilarious. Like, they are they they they're just great. This like, everything about Infinity War is great. The memes, even making fun of Infinity War, is great. Yeah, there, there, there um, was one meme I saw, which I'll I'll, I'll bring up when I get to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I am I'm especially excited that 
we're finally getting to see Thanos's plans come into full effect. Like when he puts when he puts the stone in the Infinity Gauntlet and you see the two that he has. Mm-hmm. I got chills. Like I got scared. I was like, "Oh no." I'm like, "This is it. Like we're done." <laughs> like <laughs> he only has two stones. He doesn't even have the full gauntlet. And I'm like, "We're done." <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, were you able to recognize which two stones they were? It was the power stone from Xandar, and then it was the time stone, which is the Tesseract. Uh. So we know he, we knew that he was going to get the Tesseract because, remember, Lo- well, you, well, you don't know. Loki has it at the end of Thor Ragnarok. Sorry, spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> I know I should have said that before, but. <laughs> but still what it's been it's Darth been a couple Peter of weeks now people Luke's father the whole time <laughs> whoa bro whoa <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry bruce too Luke's soon the whole time <laughs> <laughs> whoa bro too soon um and then of course the power stone which is on xandar I I would actually love to see Xandar blow up. Ooh. Like I would love for him to like attack Xandar, blow it to smithereens, and then like have there be like a small colony of Xandarians that are still alive, and that's how the Guardians get involved. They're like, "Hey, we need your help. Thanos took the stone, took the orb. We need you to go get it back and like stop him." Hmm. Like and we're you're the only you're the only people that we know are strong enough to stop him. Like that would be that would be great. Because then because then you really you really understand the stakes of this movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If if Thanos is willing to destroy a whole planet for one orb, Earth has like most of them. <laughs> so like <laughs> Take that under consideration. And, like, we have no superheroes that are strong enough to fight Thanos one-on-one. We have we have superheroes who think they're strong enough to take on Thanos one-on-one, but they're not actually strong enough. Well, I can think of one hero who is strong enough, but she hasn't Who's been that? introduced yet, has she? I mean, she's technically there, but even, even Captain Marvel's not strong enough to fight Thanos one-on-one. Hmm. Not with not with an Infinity Gauntlet, especially with an Infinity Gauntlet. Maybe without it, she could hold her own. But even in like in the comics, um, in the recent comics, like she struggles against Thanos. Like it takes her and the rest of the Ultimates to like even subdue him. And even then, he's like, "I I let you guys beat me. Like you guys got the drop on me." I plus I let you guys kind of beat me, so whatever. I'll stay in your jail. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Definitely not Tony. Tony's not strong enough, and that's why he gets his butt whooped in that trailer. <laughs> I mean, holy crap, dude. Um What did you think, Steven, of um of Thanos, of his design? <sighs> Cause that's the big that's the biggest complaint that people yeah. have about the trailer. I we I need have to my talk own about thoughts, Thanos' but... design. I, I was what, wait, I was what, waiting what to see thoughts? if you brought it up. Um, as cool as the trailer was, we got to talk mm-hmm. about the design. I think a meme captured it best when they mm-hmm. color coded him to look like Homer Simpson. 
Um, here's here's my problem with it. Um, I just feel like you know they've teased his character so many times now. We've gotten a fairly good look at him in Guardians of the Galaxy, um, and you know we've seen him elsewhere. And I just feel like I don't know. There's something. Like and, and like I get it. Like, you know, you have to sometimes between films you make alterations to a mm. character's design or whatever. Um you make alterations. You know, they did it to Gollum in between Lord of the Rings movies. Um mm. and they were but they were subtle. They weren't very noticeable or anything that kind of takes you out of it. The trailer mm-hmm. um the teaser here it just kind of took me out of it. It's like, oh, that's Thanos? He, mm-hmm. huh. <laughs> it was kind of jarring. Um, mm-hmm. It just it just looks a little too different or something. Mm-hmm. I, I I can't quite place it. Um, I'm looking at a comparison right now. His nose is definitely a little different. His, I don't know. I think it's like. Well, you know, it's a different, it's a different actor too. That's true, but I mean, like it wasn't it wasn't always Josh Brolin at first, right? But I just feel like they could have made him look a little bit more like how he's been portrayed in all these movies before, you mm-hmm, know, because mm-hmm. he's essentially a CG character, anyways. Um, so I I don't know I don't know what the if he's maybe it's just not a finished version of him or. Uh, mm-hmm, maybe mm-hmm. there's a reason he looks a little more humanoid now than alien. I mm-hmm. I really don't know. I it was jarring for me personally. What what did you think right. about it? Hey, I I did not mind it at all. If anything, it made me think that he was even more dangerous. Because you got to remember too that setting that he's in. It is, it, whenever we've seen Thanos before, it's always been in space, in the dark, in his chair. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So, the lighting, the lighting itself in that scene is so much different than what it normally is for him. Mm-hmm. And we normally see him in his armor. I like the fact that he's not in his armor for this particular, for that particular moment. Because it makes me think to myself... Oh, he like he's like I don't want any armor. I don't want to get slowed down when I beat the snot out of you because that's how powerful I am. I don't need armor to protect myself. You're not strong enough to beat me. I need the gauntlet. <laughs> that's it. I'm just here for the jewels. Get out of my way. Right. You know. <laughs> and 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 so because of that, like I I dig I dig Thanos's I I dig Thanos's uh look. Now, do I think it's the final product? No, not at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you remember, remember, like, Hela was supposed to destroy Thor's hammer in, like, like a back alley or something. Yeah. Well, in Thor Ragnarok, it's, like, in Scotland. <laughs> so, which, and it looked better. It made more sense in the context of the movie. Yeah. So, with that in mind... It's like, well, this might not be the final product that we're seeing. This might just be a matter of like, we need to show Thanos for the trailer because essentially this, I mean, they've even come out and said it. Thanos is the star of this movie. This is about Thanos. 
more than anybody else, more than any other Avenger. Which is nice because they finally have a villain who um, doesn't feel quite as pedestrian as a lot of their other ones. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and they, I mean, it's because they took time with him. Yeah. You know, it's a, ama- it's, it, it makes, it works wonders when you actually take your time and explore a character and you, they've set up like, here's what he wants. Here's why he wants it. And here's what makes this so dangerous. I've heard a prediction. And y- was that? I've heard a prediction about those infinity stones. Was that? Is there a certain character who's actually like powered by one, or not powered by one, but I guess practically? Oh, we could talk. We could talk about it. I I just saw that on Facebook as well. Yeah, you're talking about Tony, right? Well, Tony, what about Vision? Oh, yeah, that's gonna be so. I look. I was so. I'm willing to bet one of those to the emotional that you don't see coming. I'm willing to bet it's one of them. Mm Mm-hmm. I I honestly think Vision will be the one that I feel like everybody people are gonna cry during that scene. Yeah. Like I feel like it's going to be I feel like it's gonna be heart wrenching and I feel like it needs to be. You know because he does because that's what ends up. I mean we we know it's coming. As soon as he had that, as soon as we knew the stone was in his forehead, we knew that eventually. Thanos is coming for Vision himself. Mm-hmm. And when he does, is Vision going to be able to walk away from the onslaught that is Thanos? Yeah. Here's my question for you, Steven. Mm-hmm. Who do you think's dying? Well. This, and this, this won't be as easy as, as Suicide Squad, where we, we all knew Slipknot was going to yeah. die. <laughs> I don't know. Um... So here's my question: Is is Thanos's storyline going to be wrapped up in this chapter, or is it going to be the other movie that was Avengers Part Two, but now is like, I don't know, Captain America Four or whatever? Who who really knows? You know? Yeah. I don't think I think that it's especially with the X Men coming out. I think it's kind of up in the air, like what is going to happen next. Because remember, Infinity War was supposed to be part one and part two. Right? So Infinity War mm-hmm. part one was supposed to be like, here is Thanos getting the stones, and then it was going to be like a couple of movies in between, and then it was going to be part two, like a year later, and it was going to be, here is them beating Thanos. Yeah. But it seems to me like the second Avengers movie that's untitled isn't a part of the same necessarily like story. Yeah. Like Infinity War is like just it's gonna be the one story and then it's gonna be we're gonna continue on. Huh. Like the next Avengers movie will will have bits and pieces, but it's more of it's setting up the future. The next event, like the Avengers movie after Infinity War. Yeah. Huh. Well, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. three Avengers movies in. One of them's got to go. I don't know. Could be Tony. Is, 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 um. 
Oh god, but but I mean it, it's a comic book movie, so you know that they're not actually gonna die. Um, <clears throat> right. There's always a a way to bring them back, especially with a time stone in there. Yeah, come on. So um, right. This is, is the right. Uh, <laughs> like you literally have a you have a literal Deus Ex Machina yeah. in his hand, where you can just flip <laughs> it around and go, Dormammu, I have come here to bargain, and then just keep doing that. <laughs> Dor- Dormammu, I've come to bargain. Release me. <laughs> Leave Earth alone. Also, I'm Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> I don't know. Um, all right, my, my money is on Tony. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Tony. Yeah. Um, I don't know what Robert Downey Jr.'s uh, uh, contract looks like, but I'm gonna go with Tony. But I'm also mm. going to say that even though he may die in this one, he will probably come back in a future installment, especially because you got a time stone. Mm-hmm. You got to save mm-hmm. Buckbeak and free Sirius Black while you're at it. So, <laughs> I <laughs> free Sirius Black. <laughs> I I agree. I think Tony will die. Um. I, I didn't want to admit it, but I feel like, especially after that trailer, there's a lot of Tony. Yep. There's a lot. There's a lot of Tony, and and you got to. And I was watching, I was watching Age of Ultron again the other night. The story arc of Tony is amazing. Like what they like, where he's headed, yeah. and they're setting him. You can tell, like they knew exactly what they were gonna do with Tony from the very like once they established the MCU, um, because. He talks so much about, like, I did everything I could, and I couldn't save my friends. Yeah. And sa- and and Nick Fury tells Tony, he's like, you're not upset because your friends died. You're upset because you lived. Yeah. So I, I think you're right. I think Tony might sacrifice himself so that the rest of the team can keep living. Well, as it a may way be of, the as a means thing that redemption. brings the team back together. Because aren't they kind of like yeah. all divided right now still? Right, right. Yeah, and it's it's like Coulson said. It's like Coulson said in the first Avengers movie, which would be awesome if he if Tony says that to like like Captain America or like even Spider Man, mm-hmm. and like he tells Peter, he was like he's like this was never gonna work unless you guys had something to, and then he dies like the same way that Coulson dies. Yes. Because remember, in the first Avengers movie, Coulson's death eats up Tony really badly. Yeah. And so it would be nice to see him like, it's almost like, it's it's like a, it's almost a real passing of the mantle to Peter to be like, get the team together. Like, only you can do it. Cap's not, Captain America, like, Steve is no longer Captain America. There is no, there's no one to like pick up the flag anymore. Yeah. You got to be that person, kid. Hmm. Oh my gosh, Steven. Oh, Dad. That would be amazing. <laughs> and then watch, it turns out to be someone even worse. Or like a double whammy. He kills like all but one or something. And it just leaves you with this sort of, what the hell just happened? <laughs> Look, just as long as you don't kill Star Lord, okay? Like, don't kill Star. Like, don't kill Peter Quill. No, Star Lord <laughs> walks in and goes, "What the hell happened here?" And then cut credits. It's like, 
(laughs) (laughs) And that's how the Guardians met Tony. (laughs) Right. They met him one time. And then the end credit scene will be uh, them getting acquainted in a in a diner. They can get falafel, and um, as they're kind of talking, the waitress comes up and says, "Hey, uh, what can I get for you today?" And then Tony he goes into typical Tony mode, and he notices her name tag says Doreen, and then that's how Squirrel Girl enters the picture. What? She's already, Steven, she's already in the MCU. We keep telling you. But she needs to be in a movie. She's not going to be in a movie. (laughs) She's not going to be. Although, if Squirrel Girl was in this movie, we all know that Thanos would lose because apparently she can beat Thanos. She can. (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to explain how she beat Thanos. I believe it was you and Calvin who theorized that. Once she got, came into the picture and her squirrels are pinning him down, Howard the Duck jumps up and delivers the finishing kick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm not going to lie. That would, that would still be awesome. That would, that would very that would, much still be awesome. That would be the greatest way to end this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh, Lindley, yeah, come I... back! Don't be sick anymore. I I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> you are off the chain tonight, sir. <laughs> um, but folks, let let us know what you feel about the about the Avengers Infinity War movie. Um, are you excited about it? I'm assuming that you are. But what is making you excited about it? If you're not excited about it, why not? Um, like I said, I we we are very open here. We'd love to hear uh, you all's opinion when it comes to these sort of things, and we want to know exactly uh, why you feel uh, the way that you do, uh, because it helps us become better better podcasters here on this show. Yes, yes. So quite. Yes. Well, Stephen, this is exactly the way I would love to end mm. a horrible week. Yes. Talking about movies with my best good buddy. Aww. Um, <laughs> folks, we have had a lovely time with you. And we are about to sign off. But before we go, uh, we'd love to, we always love to do this. We love to tell you guys about our projects and where you guys can talk to us some more. So, Stephen, uh, tell the folks at home where they can reach you. Folks at home, you can find me on Twitter. Just go to at Bailey's Workshop. Um, and I occasionally will post some pretty... Uh, interesting things there. Um, you can also check me and my film channel out on YouTube. Uh, just go to Bailey's Film Workshop, and you can find all of my videos. Uh, Marcus, where can the folks at home find you? Folks at home, you can always reach me on the Popcorn Prattle Facebook page. Uh, you can also find me on that Twitter though. Um, on two accounts, one is at Popcorn Prattle. Uh, sorry, at Popcorn underscore Prattle. Uh, that is P-O-P-C-R-O-N underscore P-R-A-T-T-L-E. Uh, and you can also find me on my own uh, Twitter account, Mark Leroy at M-A-R-C underscore L-A-R-O-Y. Uh, and you guys can definitely hit me up on that Twitter and I will talk to you guys and we will strike up a, we will strike up a good conversation about things. So yeah. Uh, folks, just to get you guys excited about the next show, um, because it is the holiday season and we want to spend 
more time with our families than sitting at our computers, uh, we are still going to have another episode where we are going to review Star Wars The Last Jedi (gasps) and give you our thoughts on that. Yeah, I know. Right? Yes, in in the midst of Um, all the exciting stuff that happened this week, as we're recording, Star Wars is actually, The Last Jedi is actually premiering right now, I just realized. Not right now. Not right now. It is premiering today. Next week. No, it's next week. No, it, it opens wide next week, but the premiere is tonight. Oh, it's premiere. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Well, they don't care about that. They can't see. They're not at the premiere. Some of them might. What the? <laughs> there ain't nobody at the premiere. Anyways, like I was saying, uh, we are going to, uh, we're going to give you guys a spoiler-free review of The Last Jedi. We'll find out who was right about Luke and Ray and all that other other stuff. Um, we'll finally say fair. We'll finally we'll say final farewell to our princess. Um, that's gonna that's gonna kill. That's yeah. gonna kill so many people. Oh, um, and and on top of that, um, we're gonna have a very special segment on the next episode. We are going to do some of our favorite clips, clips of our favorite episodes of Popcorn Prattle from this year. I'm going to compile a couple of them and we and I'll put them on the podcast and we're all going to enjoy them together. I I don't think I'm going to tell Stephen or Lindley when I'm going to pick. Hmm. I'm just going to put them up there and then those will be our top episodes. So, if you are new to Popcorn Prattle, you do not want to miss next week's uh sorry, the next episode because it's going to be awesome and you're going to get to really get to know us and the craziness that is Popcorn Prattle. So, I think I've gone over everything. Steven, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Folks at home, I leave you with this. From all of us to all of you, we wish you peace, love, and tranquility. You all take care now.